everybody, and welcome back to week two of Bridging the Gap with James Purvis and Jeff Kerchick. Uh, this is Jeff Kerchick. Uh, James, good to see you again. Likewise. Weekend. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to get into why are we bridging the gap? Well, at Cresta, we're trying to bridge the performance gap between uh, agents. You know, you have some agents who are at the who are who are you know top performers, and others who who are you know, mediocre performers and others who are at the lower end of the totem pole, and how can you bridge that gap? So that's where the name comes from. And James, today we're going to talk a little bit about what does the performance gap mean from a business perspective? Like when you're talking to customers in our industry, what do you think resonates with them about why this issue is so important? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Uh, so, you know, I think it would be good to just give some context to this. Uh, I did some research on just really what the performance gap variance is in most organizations. And there's a really cool study that Indiana University did a while back that's called the best and the rest. And what they did is they analyzed over 600,000 participants and they really determined ultimately that Top performers, they produce three to four times what an average performer does. So um, if you break that down a bit, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty nuts. So, um, you know, if one person can produce what four people can, you know, what would that mean for an organization? So you think of things like costs. So if you look at like a contact center, like you just, you, you were mentioning, uh, let's say you have 500 sales reps in a contact center, or, or it could be customer service reps. Uh, and the average salary is, let's say, $40,000. That's $20 million in human capital costs annually. So it's a pretty, you know, humans, uh, as, uh, as folks know out there that lead a team, I mean, that's your most expensive, typically, cost in an organization. And um, I, I read this Harvard Business Review article that kind of broke down the performance variance, and they, they determined that 40% are typically the high performers, another 40% are kind of in that middle. And then there's 20% that are in that below average kind of, kind of part of the, the whole organization. So if the top 40% are producing three to four times what the bottom are, so imagine what that would mean if you could just get rid of the, that bottom 20%. So that's 100 people, that's $4 million in uh, cost savings. And then if you get that middle 40% to perform at the highest level, you're basically doubling the total output with hundred less people. So, um, and then plus on top of that, if you look at like top performers, they're also much happier with their jobs. So there's just a lot that goes into this is why it's so important. And I, I look at like what companies are doing to really get people to perform better at a higher level. And I kind of broke it down where I was thinking, I was like, what, what have I seen in my career um, talking to customers? What are they doing? And it's really th three things mainly, and it's training, coaching, and then maybe there's tools like software tools that they're providing their team. And if you look at like training, this is great. You get your new hire training. Uh, most people, like any job you have, if you're at a bigger company, you come in and it's pretty regimented. One thing I always notice is the trainers of these, when you're at a really big company, they've probably never even been in the role before. Uh, maybe they have, but they're not, you know, you're in sales and you're getting trained by someone who's never done sales. So that's kind of one wet red flag there. But um, then there's just cramming everything in in your first few days or your week or two week training. 
And scientific research states that people forget 70% of new information within 24 hours. So um, then you look at like coaching and the data that we've gathered here at Cresta from our customers is that we found that roughly 50% of managers time is spent reviewing transcripts. So if, you, if you're working 40, 50 hours, you got 20 to 25 hours a week that's spent doing this instead of actually spending it on coaching. So, you know, how effective really is that? And then the tools that are provided specifically in contact centers, you got things like conversational AI, uh, there's speech analytics. Um, these things I think are more legacy if you look at what, where the world's going because it's all post-mortem and it's post-conversation insights. So, you know, things that come to mind there is like, do the reps even review that? And do the managers even have time? You know, you get all this data, you know, how good is it? I, I, another stat I've seen is if you look at like quality assurance of in a contact center, you, you're only looking at two to 3% of the total call volume. So um, what I, I think of like a sports analogy, if you had like a basketball coach and you're in a game and they're, they were only there for the first minute or two of the game, how, how can you adjust as the game progresses and really coach effectively if you're not even seeing everything? So these are just a few things that I thought of that really relate to this really big performance gap that's out there. And it's across every organization. This isn't just specific to a certain industry or a certain company, it's everywhere. So um, yeah, I'm curious, Jeff, uh, some of the feedback that you have on this. Yeah, no, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but as I reflect on you know the years I've had working with contact centers, I I don't think it's far fetched to say that all problems are really performance gap problems in the contact center. Uh, and if it's not all problems, it's almost all problems because you think about key metrics that are being measured. So things like first call resolution, right? The people who are the top performers are doing that at a, a better clip than the lower performers. Things like CSAT, things like handling calls efficiently, average handle time, right? These are all the acronyms you hear, the KPIs that call center leaders are, are looking at. And if you could wave a magic wand and suddenly make everybody into your top performers who are crushing these KPIs, obviously those KPIs start to go off the charts, right? So I know that I'm, I'm making it sound overly simplistic. And I, I literally said, you know, waving a magic wand. But I think a lot of times when it comes to artificial intelligence, a lot of, a lot of what it comes down to is that people, it's an awareness problem. People aren't aware of the possibilities that exist. You know, if you were to say, hey, Jeff, like, um, you know, how, what, 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 what would be your preferred way to fly to San Francisco for the Cresta QBR in, 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 a, in a few weeks, I'd probably say if I could have a flying car, that would be pretty cool. And, you know, it's funny that we're actually like kind of getting close to being able to do that, right? Like that's not actually something that's far-fetched, but when we were growing up, you would never think that that was possible. So I think that like when it comes to thinking about AI and its applications and, um, you know, this performance gap, I think that a lot of times people don't realize that there are ways now that you can start to draw on the behaviors of top performers to bridge all of these different gaps. And like, I, I actually had to make a couple of customer service calls over the weekend. And it, to me, it's appalling how a, like even something as simple as data collection is happening manually. I had to spell out my name letter by letter over the phone. Um, you know, uh, I had to ask a very simple question. You would think that they could surface something from the knowledge hub for the agent. That's not what happened. They had to call somebody else 
put me on hold for five minutes and get back to me. Mind you, this is a Fortune 100 technology company that I was on the phone with, a very innovative company, very simple things the agents don't have at their fingertips. Um, so we have a long way to go as an industry in terms of embracing uh, some of these things. But if we can start to think about what's possible today and how we can embrace it, I think that we can start to bridge that performance gap. And I, I think that that would solve a lot of those problems. So, um, so yeah, I, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's funny. I actually had a call that I had to make um, this weekend where uh, I own a couple rental properties and they had, I called my insurance to cancel because I sold, I, I moved to Austin, Texas and we sold our home and I totally forgot to stop my uh, uh, policy uh, and cancel it. Um, so I called to do that and the call was 42 minutes. I even just being in the, the world I live in now, I, I, I screenshot it and sent it to my wife. And I'm like, gosh, I wish I had something like Cresta because um, the experience was was crazy. I, I called just to cancel that. The lady found that I had um, my primary residence was one of my rentals. I'm like, no, that's not the case. I would have thought that's something simple. I talked to three other people that they kept transferring me because they were different agencies within the big, you know, a, a really big household name insurance company that I use. And just there was no personalization, things that you said, I, when I got transferred, I'm like, how do you not know this? We, we, you were telling me that there was an error with the insurance uh, for, for a rental. You know, you told me that. So I was like, cool, you, you found something that was personal and then that all went away. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it happens all the time. Um, you know, hopefully we're, we're getting to that point where AI is going to really take off within these service realms and, you know, things like that don't ever happen again. But yeah, um, so I, I think overall, I mean, really just everybody who's listening, I'm sure you all got great stories. We'd love to hear them, actually, you know, some of your customer service stories or maybe even a good scenario, too. We, we want to hear that as well. But there is definitely a gap out there. And um, if you're seeing it, you know, let us know about it because uh, it's it's interesting to hear that. And from a, a sales and customer service standpoint in the contact center, that's really what Crest is built to do is we're, our real mission here is to make contact center reps 10 times more effective and really just close that performance gap once and for all. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing what's on the agenda for week three, James. Yeah. This a great conversation. I look forward to seeing what feedback we get. Likewise, good to see you as always, Jeff, and uh, we'll catch you next week. All right, sounds good. All right, take care, buddy. You too. See ya.